We are so thrilled to have Angela Miner join us today. She's the Chief Marketing Officer of Khan's Home Plus, and we're so excited. So welcome, and we're thrilled that you're here at SAQ. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. To give you a little bit of uh, Angela's background, Angela has managed and led uh, many well-recognized, very familiar brands, many of which we all have shopped at, like Pier One, Michaels, Sears, and now at Khan's. She has an MBA from the University of Chicago, Booth School of Business, and she believes that marketing, at the heart of everything, marketing is about serving the customers, especially in today's evolving digital world. Uh, her husband, John, and her three kids, she calls them munchkins, uh, <laughs> live in Flower Mound. So welcome, Angela. Thank you. So this conversation could not have been at a better time. Friday, right before the start of the holidays, yes. we are... So excited to hear about your journey as well as reflect on the words of wisdom that you know we will be hearing today. So thank you again for being with us. So just to get started, um, Angela, we would love to hear a little bit about your professional journey. And especially with our aspiring and future leaders here, you know, oftentimes our marketing students wonder, well, what is the life of a CMO like? What, what does a day in the life look like? Could you describe what a day in the life of Angela Miner looks like in maybe a word or a sentence? Yeah, absolutely. So um, if I had to pick one word, it would be grow. Uh, that is what it all comes down to at the end of the day, but it has a lot of sort of different applications. And if you had to expand on that and just give us a sense for what excites you about going to work and what are some of the highlights in the day of the life of Angela Miner. Absolutely. Yeah. So when I think about grow, right, it really applies in multiple contexts. There's growing the business. Um, there's growing your knowledge of the customer because that's how you grow the business, right? There's growing the team and yourself along the way. Um, and then as a leader in an organization, growing your relationships cross-functionally with, uh, you know, the other sort of functional heads because, your team can't operate effectively if you don't have good working relationships across the board. So for me, that you know sort of translates into my day. So grow the business. You're always taking a look. How does sales look, right? How do my media metrics look? I'm always spending some time in the day going through some of those numbers to understand trends and how things are going. Same with the customer data, right? How are, how are people feeling right now? How's the economy you know, and inflation impacting consumer mindset. What does that mean for me? So understanding and growing knowledge there. Um, the team is huge, right? And, and growing together as a team, what are we trying to accomplish? What are we, you know, putting our heart and soul into today? And Absolutely. so there's making sure you have like the right processes in place with your team so that, and we have somebody in the audience I've worked with before who knows this quite well. Like you get the right processes in place so you can give input up front instead of blowing everything up at the end because there's nothing more frustrating for your team than for you to come in at the last minute and say, no, that's not what I had in yeah. mind. Yeah, right? for sure. Um, and, and then also getting more involved on sort of those passion projects that aren't going to move unless you're pushing them, right? So some of those things that you think are really important that you're trying to you know, you have to sort of be in startup mode sometimes to, to break those things out that aren't part of the normal routine yet um, and help push those forward in a bigger way. That's pretty cool to hear. So it sounds like it's, at the end of the day, it's all about the people yeah. and community and teams and the processes come along with that. But it also sounds like you're a juggler 
in a sense, with so many balls up in the air and priorities that are changing and uh, probably a lot of fires that you're putting out on a daily basis while still trying to be creative. Yeah. So that's very cool. Thank you for sharing that. Would you say that there is a mantra that you live by, that you abide by? Could you, do you have like a, maybe a word that's a mantra? So this is one that's changed for me over the years, right? And I would say in the role that I'm in now, my mantra is how can I help? Because you have to, once, you know, once you're in a leadership role, sort of recognize that you doing the individual work, that's not going to cut it, right? You have to help and enable the people that you're working with and figure out how to break down barriers for them and how to help empower them, help make sure they're directed in the right way. Like, do we all understand what we're trying to accomplish here so that we're moving together in the right direction? Um, and so I think how can I help is a big one that um, that I've sort of, especially in this, this is my first CMO role, right? So I'm new CMO. I've been in marketing leadership before, but Tom's is, it's my, my first CMO job. And it really is about how can I help the team accomplish our objectives? Right, so it's back to people and it's back to that passion of the community and how can you help the community collaborate and create and such a great demonstration of a great leader who's open to ideas and perspectives. So thank you for sharing that. I'm going to remember that mantra, write it down. Um, so as a leader, I'm curious, as a leader and especially as a woman leader, what would you say some of your challenges are? And... How has this mantra of how can I help you, how has it helped you navigate your journey from where you were with your previous jobs now in your CMO role? Yeah, so it's interesting. A lot of times you think about like, you know, I'm, I'm a female leader. Like how do you sort of fight to get to your place at the table? Right? Like, but for me, I actually was very, very lucky to have female and male support along the way. I have had fantastic leaders and mentors who have been really encouraging for me. Um, and I think um, part of my struggle has been like imposter syndrome is real. It's not just for women, it's for men too, right? Um, and as you as you end up acquiring more responsibility, you talked about juggling. Yeah. When you end up with, with more responsibility, like you're gonna drop things. You have to make sure you don't drop the wrong things. You can't drop the all things. Not everything's gonna, there is always more to be done than you can do. There's always another thing that you wanna be going after. And so it's figuring out what are the what are the most important things to focus on and let's make sure we're pushing those things forward. Um, and, and those priorities keep shifting as well. Correct. They're constantly shifting. And everything around us is shifting. Absolutely, yeah. And then also, um, sort of that idea of how, like, how do you feel comfortable for me? How did I end up feeling comfortable in my role? And it was, I had to build my own professional capital. So I felt confident that I was contributing, right? If you've got something that you can contribute and, uh, and you've, you've got knowledge to bring to the table that's, that's unique, uh, then you feel more comfortable being there, right? And, and you're really lucky if you've got people who are encouraging, right? And helpful along the way. Um, so yeah, that and allies, absolutely, absolutely. And oftentimes with women, men as allies is is a, is also a great way of of moving forward. Absolutely, yeah. And and I, you know, I've been very lucky to have people say like, "You're here. You got a reason to be here. Like, 
you know, let's let's do this together. Let's do this together. Yeah. So oftentimes, you know, as we're moving between our roles and we move from one job to another job, you know, students wonder, well, how did all these shifts happen? Yeah. Was there strategy behind it, perhaps to learn different aspects of the business? And, you know, sometimes plans work, sometimes plans don't work. <laughs> and so I'm curious with you, as you have moved from these various positions and jobs and, and, and elevated uh, yourself to this very, very key role at cons. Um, how, how did that pivot happen? Was it strategic? Was it a little bit of serendipity? Like what, what, what was the mix? I mean, there's always luck involved. There is, I, there is always serendipity and luck involved, I think, in sort of a path. It's, um, for me, it has not been like, you know, I envisioned my career and, and went for it. Um, I think that it evolves along the way. And for me, I can get interested about a lot of things, right? I'm a problem solver. And so if I see that there's something that's there to be tackled, I'm like, oh, what is that? Like, let's dig in and do it. Um, so I think about when I am considering my career, I think about scope and scale, right? If if this is a if position, does it have a scope that's, that's big and meaty enough that I think I could make a difference here? Um, and then I also think about, you know, that related to that, do you, would that position have the resources you need to actually accomplish what, what the opportunity is? Um, so scope and scale is a big one. And then it's, like I said, my capital, right? I've been building your professional knowledge. Can I contribute? Can I bring the right things to this position, to the table to help? But also, are there things I get to learn and grow in, right? Because you don't want it to just be the same thing while most people don't want it to just be the same thing over and over, right? It's like, where where are you also going to grow in the position? And then the third thing, which I'm saying last, but probably ends up being most important for me as I'm considering something is, who are you working with, right? Who's the team, right? Are we going to gel? Because the day-to-day -day and your experience day-to-day -day and the people that you're working with, it like, even if all the other things line up, you've got to have a team that you enjoy being around. Otherwise, you're going to be miserable. Yes. And then that growth mindset comes from the team as yeah. well. Yeah. And so that experience teaches a lot, you know, as you go, as you go grow in your role um, and uh, move from company to company. I'm wondering if you could share with us, what advice would you give your younger self? So can I tell a little story? Please do. Okay. So, um... When I uh, went on maternity leave, I was working uh, as the chief of staff to the president of Kenya. And I went on maternity leave and I came back and I was going to, um, you know, have sort of my first meeting with him after being back. And I went out to lunch with another uh, intern on our team. And I said, you know, oh, I had to talk to him about like, you know, I got to pick my kid up at daycare now. I'm like, I'm a, I'm a nursing mom. I got to take calls. I'm going to be here, but I'm going to be on the phone for calls because I got to be pumping. Like, I'm stressed out about all these things, right? And he goes, Angela, you know he didn't think you were going to come back. Do you know how he excited he is that you're here? Like, don't, don't worry about that. And I was like, oh. It just completely shifted my mindset. And so instead of going in with my list of apologizing, right, things that I was going to need to be accommodated for, I went in and said, well, my BATNA just got a lot better. Because I have got a little munchkin at home who is now sitting in daycare because I've chosen to be here. So let's make sure that, the, that this is worth it. And like, how can we think about 
my career growth and how can we think about like, I'm in this weird sort of nebulous chief of staff role, like what's next for me? Let's think about that. And he was one of the best bosses I've ever had and he was totally on board. And that's actually sort of what led me into more of the marketing function. And it was, the, it was literally that conversation. Yeah. So I would say um, part of that advice is, you know, that I would say to somebody else is, a lot of times you're focused on sort of your own, your own situation and, and think about it from the other perspective. How many people do you work with who have kids, right? How many people do you work with who have their own things going on outside of life? And like, you know, just if you, if you can grow your personal cap, your professional capital and bring something to the table, like feel confident in that. Yeah. And, you know, feel confident in your ability to, to contribute. And also I would say like, recognize that we're all human beings, right? Yeah. And, and that's, that's actually good. Yeah. And we were talking earlier before we started that self-doubt is a big part right. of, of the growth sometimes. And so you're walking into the situation with your own fears and, and self-doubt only to find out that that's not what the other person is thinking. Right. And that shifts your perspective. So thank you for sharing that so openly. Yeah. Um, if you had to give advice to all students here as they grow in their marketing careers, what advice would you want to leave them with? Like, what, what do you think fundamentally is really important at this stage of their growth that they, that they should be focused on? Um, no self-doubt. <laughs> marketing is, is such an interesting space uh, because, you know, in order to be a good marketer, you've got to understand the business and the strategy. You've got to understand the customer. And more and more, you've got to understand the numbers, right? Um, but those things alone won't give you the right answers in marketing. Um, and so you've got to be able to sort of put the puzzle pieces together and and be willing to take some, some you know, some... Uh, Take a position, yes. right? And decide how are we going to go to market? How do we want to position ourselves? Um, and the numbers can't tell you that, right? They can give you, they can point you in the right direction or they can tell you if something isn't the right direction. Um, but you've got to be able to sort of put those pieces together. So it's a wonderful mix of creativity and, and math, right? Science, right? Mm -hmm. And so you've got to be able to, to, to handle those two things. And, um, and you know, as a student, I would say like, be willing to work on both because um, you get to be both right and left brain. Yeah, so sort of the art and science of marketing, mm -hmm. bringing the quant and the qual together yeah. to make it happen. So we've talked about your mantra and we've talked about the word and we've talked about you know things that uh, resonate with you at, for your day in the life. Let's talk about a different word. Let's talk about the F word. <laughs> and so talk to us a little bit about your industry, what are the challenges, what are the shifting trends you're seeing, especially in retail today as consumers are getting more digital, consumers getting more online. And you guys have had to take position, like you just said, and sort of step out of the box and do something different. And I don't want to let the cat out of the bag. I want you to explain it in your own words. But tell us a little bit about how you came up with F is not a bad word. Sure. So um, to give you some context on um, Comms Home Plus, we are, uh, we have a really unique business model. So it's a combination of retail and credit. We sell appliances, electronics, and furniture. So big ticket items. 
And we have payment options for people across the entire credit spectrum. So, um, you know, some people, you know, if, you're, if you've got great credit and your refrigerator breaks, you go buy one at Home Depot. Maybe you put it on your card, maybe you open a new card. If you are in the subprime credit category, that's probably not an option for you. It might, it might be, it might not be, right? right? And so, um, you know, there are uh, a large number of American families that aren't sure how they'd handle an expense like that out of the blue. Um, and we've got credit options, we've got finance options, payment options across the board. So we have an in-house credit product that, that gives um, more people the option to sort of finance something and pay over time. And if that doesn't work, we have lease to own options, we've got layaway. So for us, we have, that is our real competitive advantage, right? We offer um, payment options for everyone and we wanted to bring that forward. If you think about the retail space, if you ask someone what matters most to them when they're buying like an appliance, what are they going to say? What are they going to say? I'm testing the room. Price? Price. They're going to say price. Of course they're going to say price. Now you're in a situation where your fridge is broken. Actually, it also really matters you can pay for it, right? right? So we had to um, come up with a way to help explain to our potential customers, right, that we've got payment options for everyone. So we came up with a campaign called Finance is Not a Bad Word at Cons, where we reinvented the F word uh, to... Uh, Very clever. Yeah, <laughs> to help people understand what we have to offer. Yeah, no, I think that's brilliant. It's very clever. How did you manage to get buy-in from your management as you were shifting towards the strategy? So the strategy was clear. And I didn't set a strategy. That's our strategy. Um, we actually came up with multiple potential creative campaign options. We came up, we blew out three totally different campaign ideas. And we went through consumer testing and we went through, um, you know, it was actually really interesting. We did both fall and quant research, right? We did digital dyad research where you get on the phone with two friends and show them the ideas and they get to talk about them. And so it's a great way to get feedback because, you know, it's not just you talking to the researcher, right? People feel right. awkward about yeah. that. Yeah. It's you talking with your best friend about an app you just saw. So um, we we worked through a lot of, uh, of feedback and research, and we were looking for something that would be disruptive, right? I'm not going to outspend. I've got to outsmart. Um, and so at the end of the day, we ended up, you know, saying, hey, it, it's something that can break through. Um, and and we're seeing a lot of positive reactions. And it. that's what the consumers were talking about with the, with, with the friendly conversation. And exactly. I, I think that's the most authentic, like trustworthy information that you can take and put into a, right. a campaign. So that's brilliant. What has the consumer reaction been so far? You've, you guys have been, uh, when did this launch? This launch? Yeah, it just launched in October. In October. In October. So it's, it's early. It's early. It's early, but we're seeing a lot of uh, interaction and, and fun with it. I mean, it's, um, you know, it's one of those things where we actually read, I personally read every piece of feedback we get on it. Um, uh, I read it. Actually, our CEO is, you know, he wants to see the feedback that we're getting. Um, so we're watching it really carefully, but we see people, you know, liking, sharing, laughing, a lot more interaction with it than sort of when we're saying, hey, we've got yeah. 
40% off, you know, hot buy appliances, yeah. which is which is great. Yeah. And we are retail. We still have to say that. Yeah. And it's such a great way of engaging them as well. So I, you, you guys are probably doing a lot of social listening as well. Absolutely. And, and just trying to figure out what are people Absolutely. saying? Are they engaged? Do they love it? Gives you a chance to pivot if you need to, but I probably, pro- you probably don't need to. Can we see the ad? I think you guys have, yeah. have it all teed up. We do. Let's see here. So, okay, so let me give you sort of the background, right? What if we lean into finance and have a little fun with it? So for some stores, it's a dirty word, spoken in hushed tones, if at all. But at cons, we're ready to finance all day and all night at cons.com. Yes, we have great stuff, but what makes us really special is that we'll work with you to pay for just about anything in the store over time. So let's lean into the F word and rebrand the whole idea of financing and make it positive and get everyone's attention. So. Finance is not a bad word. And here's one of the spots. So are we ready to finance this baby? Don't say the F word around my kid. Finance? Finance is not a bad word at cons. She's gonna repeat this. Shop cons Black Friday sale now. Very clever. So cute. So so that's um that's one of the spots. And we've got I'll show a couple of them. We've got, we talk about the spice meter and mild to wild, right? Where are we? Where are we talking about this? Uh, you know, where's, where are people going to see this ad? And, you know, how far do we want to push in that space? Yes. So in our stores, we keep everything in sort of the, the mild land. So finance isn't a bad word at cons. Um, you know, it, it's a place where we need to make sure we're building trust and able to have that, um, you know, a, a great conversation with the customer. When we're out in TikTok, right, we've got we've got more space to be a little bit more disruptive. So we think about that mild to wild meter. Um, this is a uh, this is a Spanish mild version. Let me show this one. And uh, sin pena in Spanish is like, uh, it's like without little shame, right? So uh, that's, you know, it's bringing it to life, but in a little bit of a different way because it doesn't translate directly. So uh, I love the fact that you guys have taken the way the consumer talks about it into your ad. Like it feels so conversational. It feels like you are actually having this conversation. Yeah. But it's in, in the format of an ad. So I, I love that. Great. Okay. I'll do, this is a spice meter. We're going to turn the spice meter up a little bit in English. Honey, were you just financing over there? There was no interest here. It was finance. And you, you financed him even after you saw how little he's working with? Oh, yeah. I'll finance him and you right here, right now. What a baby. You want to finance us on that bed we said over there? Of course. Finance isn't a bad word here at cons. We have payment options for everyone. Thank you. That's brilliant. Uh, and then this is spicier in Spanish. I think telenovela style. <laughs> Is this a possible? Financial is not a bad word. 
Very tongue in cheek. <laughs> and then I'll do this is the all the way up. This is size meter all the way up. We actually chose for this particular spot. It's not on um, CTV. We're keeping it in sort of YouTube land and uh, you know Meta, but it's more more intended for uh, for digital. I think we should have it. City sure will have off anything. Oh yes, we will. Finance not a bad word of cons. <laughs> Very memorable. <laughs> I love it. Love it. All right, give it up for brilliant, brilliant round of applause. So thank you so much for sharing that. Um. So, Sushma, we have talked about so many wonderful things that you have shared with us. We've talked a lot about challenges, challenges of leadership, of industry as women leaders. Let's pivot a little and talk about more positive things, uh, perhaps a rose in your life, something that uh, you know, you're very proud of or very excited about. Could you share perhaps a story or an anecdote or something that you are you think is a rose, right? Yeah, absolutely. So we were talking a little bit uh, before about balance. Yes. Like, what is balance? Huh? You know, everybody talks about work-life balance, but the reality is, like, you're a person, you've got 24 hours in your day. How are you going to spend your time? Um, and uh, for me, I would say one of the roses has been that I have been able to, you know, have a, a career that I really love and enjoy and have a family and I haven't had to pick between those two. And, and I guess I um, I feel like sometimes people pressure themselves about, am I, you know, am I not giving enough time to my family? Am I not giving enough time to work? But like that stress only like hurts. It's not helpful, right? And so um, I think for me, a real rose has been feeling like you actually like, you, you can do multiple things, you know, you can play multiple roles and wear multiple hats. And, um, and sometimes I have to make choices like we all do, right? right. There's only the 24 hours in the day. 100%. I had a baby and started a CMO job in a three month time block, right? Like, and so I, I said, you know what? I'm not volunteering at school this year. I'm not going to be room. Like I am not going to be room mom. I got to focus on a baby. I got to focus on a you know, a, a new career step and, and you know, trying to, to learn a new business and, and make that happen. And so, you know, just making choices about what am I going to do? What am I not going to do? And not beat myself up about the things that I've chosen not to do. Um, but taking a look and sort of reevaluating every once in a while and make sure I'm still on track, right? Am I good with the choices that I've made? Yep. Great. Okay. Let's go. Let's keep going. If not, then, okay, let's figure it out. But um, that's beautiful. Yeah. Just reprioritizing. And it sounds like you work with a fantastic team that probably helps in. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. The situation of roses. <laughs> yeah. What about a bud? Something that perhaps is emerging in your life, things that maybe you're trying to learn or maybe it's a hobby. Maybe it's, I don't know, generative AI. <laughs> it, so it's funny. I feel like and in retail and in marketing, you end up with like buzz terms, right? So there was the CRM was a big buzz term, personalization, right? How are we going to get the right thing in front of the right person at the right time in the right channel? And what's the right order of things? So, you know, that, that, that was a big buzz term. And then it was loyalty, right? Um, and figuring out what does loyalty mean and what does loyalty mean for a business where you've got high frequency versus frequency and figuring that out. Right now, it's definitely um, uh, looking into AI and figuring out 
for for us, it's like AI is transforming design in a really big mm-hmm. way, mm-hmm. right? And so figuring out what what do we need to know about that? How does that how does that weave its way into what we're doing from a creative perspective, from an analytics perspective, um, and and making sure that that's one of those passion project yes. areas, right? Yeah. Like yeah. the team doing what the team is doing, unless we make a conscious effort to say. I know there's new technology out there that could really transform what we're doing. What are the right applications for us? And at the same time, you've got to figure out what aren't. Because whenever there's a new buzzword, you've got a gazillion people reaching out on LinkedIn saying, I've got the thing that's the unicorn that's going to, you know, change it for you. And you got to sort of weed your way through where is it really going to make a difference. Back to the prioritization. <laughs> so many things coming yeah. at you. Okay, let's have some uh, a little bit of fun. So I'm going to ask you, a series of rapid fire questions. Okay. And if you can answer that, uh, those questions in one word or a sentence. Um, so if you were to get a piece of furniture from cards, what would it be? Uh, a, a big giant dining room table. More people, more time together, more community. Why? Oh, because um, I think for me, it's really, I really get enjoyment and feed off of the the people component of what I do at home, what I do at work. Um, and that's a huge part of what matters to me. So the table sort of is bringing everyone together. It's all about people. Today, retail shopping is? Fragmented. There are more choices for people than ever before. Um, you know, the the traditional funnel is collapsed in so many places, right? You can go from like awareness to purchase in one click on TikTok right? In a matter of 30 seconds. Um, and so, you know, it's a, it's a totally dynamic changing world. And marketing is? Math and magic. Math and, and magic. magic. The art and science yeah. of marketing. That's great. Um, I would love to end by asking you what you think you would want your legacy to be. It's, and that's that's an interesting one, right? You you read like The Alchemist, and it feels like so weighty. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and you, for me, like I can get excited about so many different things. Um, I think you know, for me, legacy is about uh, about leaving a positive impact on the people around you. Uh, and you know, I tell my kids, my job is to make sure that they are uh, healthy. They are productive and they are kind. And I guess for me, I'd say that's probably the same thing. Those are the three things that I hope at the end of the day that that, uh, that I am. That's, that's so wonderful. Thank you so much. And so you've talked to us about your mantra, your mantra hashtag, how can I help you? <laughs> your advice to yourself and also our aspiring leaders here, build your professional capital. I think that's very important. So thank you for sharing that. And, you know, you've talked uh, a lot about the art and science of marketing. Math is magic, math and magic, really. And I think there's so much truth to that uh, as you think about the quantum qual that makes it all come together. And you've talked about social listening and observation and listening to your customer. Much of what uh, is in your ad has also come from the customer, which makes it so authentic. And I think most of all, what I took away from from this conversation is that in so many of your examples, you've talked about pivoting, which is f- critical today as the world shifts, as the consumer shifts, and allowing your agencies and folks that are around you, just empowering them to be able to come back 
with, whether it's content or strategy or campaign or, or what have you, a solution for your problem, with the ability to push the envelope, to step out of the box, your ability to say no if it's controversial. So giving them that creative license. So I just absolutely enjoyed and loved hearing that. So Angela, thank you. We learn every day here at the institution and, you know, knowledge, if I can borrow from a quote, knowledge has a has a beginning, but not no end. And so thank you for coming here today and helping us with our continuous learning. We really, really appreciate your time as uh, you've come here on a Friday afternoon. So thank you very much for that.